0: Welcome back to the Let's Get Ready podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Spagnoli, and today we're getting ready with the very talented makeup artist, Michael Shepard. I am so excited to get ready with you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to get ready with you. You look so amazing, stunning. Love the setup.
0: Oh, thank you. The signature, what is it? The palm tree. I love it. You
1: have to have the palm.
0: (laughs) We have to have the palm tree. It has to be cute. Um, So today's Get Ready With Me is going to be all about debunking makeup techniques, myths, hacks, and then also discussing the difference between skincare, skin prep, and makeup, skin prep. So let's go through the products that you're going to use today, and then we'll get into it.
1: Perfect. Um, Yeah, so like for me, I think for makeup, skin prep, it should be very, very simple. And that's why I like stripping it really down to basics. Um, I love going in with the micellar water. This is like my number number one. So starting with that, they also come in wipes if you're like a white person. We love the wipes. Um, and then after that, I like going in with a lip balm, any lip balm will do anything that's going to like really hydrate. Um, yeah, I go through different ones. I don't have a favorite at the moment. Yeah. Um, and then I go with my eye cream, which is the Charlotte Tilbury magic cream. Love right. that stuff. And if you're someone who deals with like actual under eye bags, and you actually have the puffiness, anything with caffeine in, in it will do really good jobs. Caffeine topically is great for under eye bags. Um, so the Mac fast response is really great for that. Um, and then we go with a magic cream by Charlotte, which is absolutely magic
0: it is magic it really is i stopped using it and then when we were on the phone the other day you're like oh i use magic cream i'm like yeah it makes sense it just
1: i don't know i don't ask questions it's just stunning yeah just and every time i put it on someone's skin they're like what was that i'm like magic Magic. honestly it's literally magic
0: (laughs) thank you charlotte (laughs) yeah and
1: that honestly is where i end my skin prep truly is like there i am not a big primer person not really into it yeah, I think it adds an extra layer, and yeah, I don't think we really need it.
0: No, I don't either. I think also too, we'll get in. We'll get into the actives and stuff that you say to stay away from, but are we also we're contouring? Are we contouring? Yeah. Now? Yes, so
1: I yes, I I didn't grab one because I have a beard, so I hate like no. <laughs> showing it myself because it just naturally just different, and that's kind yeah. of one of the hacks I'm going to talk about is that yes. it's very personalized, right? And so if I will show you what contouring does for me, but it's going to look completely different and be completely different than what you would do. But instead, I want to show you how to find what fits your actual contour.
0: Yes. Oh my God. Okay. I'm excited for that. And then a little bit of brows too, right?
1: Yep. Brows, brows, brows. I'm a big fan of brows. Yes.
0: Okay. Cool. What pencil are you
1: using right now? What are you, what are you grabbing?
0: Okay. So I just had this, it's the L'Oreal brow stylist definer. Honestly, it really is like a dupe for the Charlotte Tilbury. Uh, no, yeah, Char- uh, Anastasia Brow Wiz. It yeah. is just—it's just so easy. And lately, I haven't even been filling in my brows. I've just been using the Elf Brow Lift because I've been get, getting into just like clean, easy, not too bold brows. So that's what yeah, I'm using. I mean, you
1: have great brows. Great shape to them.
0: Thank you. My eyebrow lady is the best. <laughs> yeah. I can't take credit. But okay, I'm excited. And then let's talk about skincare skin prep versus makeup skin prep um can you kind of talk to me what you were tell me what you were telling me the other day about like actives and kind of how that affects your makeup throughout the day if you're using it before your makeup
1: yeah so like we went into this huge craze a few years ago i feel like with korean skincare which korean skincare is still the best as as far as quality of ingredients and like how they attack the skin issues but i love Um, I love that, right? We all need a nice skincare routine, but that should be personalized to each individual person. It shouldn't be a, you know, let me Google the best skincare because it's everyone's needs are different. Um, So with that, all of those ingredients that are in a lot of those products are going to take away um, what our makeup is supposed to be doing, right? So if we're putting on something that is going to be actively, and again, using that word, actively doing something, but yet we want our makeup to stay, it's kind of counterintuitive. Because, you know, that's going to be the number one reason. Mostly your makeup isn't lasting. I always ask clients, like, well, what are you using as a moisturizer or this? And they're telling me it's like retinol or this or that. I'm like, okay, girl, well, first off, (laughs) there's so much going on under your makeup right now that your makeup doesn't know what to do. When we wear makeup, keep it simple. We're only wearing it for a couple hours usually anyways. Yeah. You know, and stick to the skincare routines for early mornings, you know, makeup days or the, you know, your nighttime routine where you can really let it soak in and do its job.
0: I completely agree. And when you were talking to me about that the other day, I I didn't even realize that I was doing it because I was l- looking at my makeup lately and I'm like, why do I feel like it's not lasting? Like, why do I feel like it's looking a little different? And I'm like, it's because I'm putting like a 17 step morning routine on before I'm doing my makeup. Like, this right. just doesn't make sense. And I feel like, like you said, with the whole craze of the Korean skincare and also just TikTok in general, I think it's just more products, more products, more products. And I love how you're like, no, you don't need that much. You only need basically what like a three-step routine is basically honestly what you see.
1: have cleanser eye cream moisturizer lip balm Yeah, four products
0: four products it's literally all you need and i love that um so i'm gonna go in with wait so what do you use next after you do the micellar so
1: we do the cleanse first and then yeah. i go in just like a lip balm just like okay. anything or yeah cool lip balm. anything super simple um, But yeah, with the with that, though, this skin prep is for makeup. Like honestly, still stick to your your skincare routines, and honestly, going to like a dermatologist is going to be your best bet with that. Yeah. So they can really hone in what your actual needs are, and because honestly, great makeup starts with great skin. So like, let's be real, let's hone in that, perfect our skin, and then these simple steps are going to make it so easy for you to have like a flawless base, and your makeup will be so much easier. Yeah,
0: no, I completely agree. And then also. You mentioned primers, and I kind of wanted to ask you, so I'm not a primer girl either. Like I said, I, I use the Rare Beauty Illuminating one just for the illuminating effect, not for longevity. Yeah. But how do you feel about setting sprays and fixing sprays? Do you think that those are necessary or no?
1: Um, I definitely think it's a placebo effect, maybe. Okay. I've never, I've never actually risked yeah. not setting someone's makeup. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know if I want to test it. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say... I will say setting sprays definitely rejuvenate the skin they bring everything back after we've really set it because again if you want something very long wearing even the natural girls you still need to press in and set everything there's there's just no way to go about it you can still use minimal powder right but you still have to set it and matte texture to the skin is just not natural no one is naturally matte so with the with the setting sprays even if it doesn't maybe make it last longer it definitely Makes everything emoliate back into the skin and give that skin-like effect.
0: Yes, I love that, and um, I also feel like they are kind of a placebo effect because I've been seeing these videos <laughs> on TikTok, and they're like testing these setting sprays. I'm like, everything's moving, <laughs> but like you said, you're not gonna right. risk it on a on a client. But maybe I'll, tr- I'll try. I'll try it thing. for
1: Definitely you. not here to risk it. <laughs>
0: Not here. At but home, I will yes. say, I
1: just saw Patrick's video um <gasps> on his one-size yes. spray, and he went in the pool and dipped. So. I do have that and I'm down to try if it's really waterproof, yes. but oh my that God. video had no no cuts. That That's was why I video. asked you.
0: That, that is the literal video that I saw that made me think, I'm like, okay, well, I don't like primers, but I saw that and I was like, I have to ask him about the setting sprays because I was shook and I was like, do I just get it? So I might go to Sephora after this and get it because I am like jaw on the floor yeah amazing because
1: that's that's, very hard to do I've only done probably two or three underwater underwater shoots in my career and every time I mixed in this aqua seal from makeup forever and I mixed that into everything like concealer foundation like every step had that mixed in just to make sure it was not moving I was gonna say the spray is that easy oh my yeah
0: yeah. that'll take out all the steps that is so interesting that you've done makeup for an underwater shoot. So you mix in, what yeah. was
1: it that you said? So it's called AquaSeal and it's this little bottle and it's essentially the main ingredient in any waterproof makeup, Okay, just the main ingredient. So you mix that into anything you want. You can mix it into your normal mascara if you want to make it waterproof. Um, but yeah, so as far as for, if you need something very, very long wearing, It'll last.
0: Okay. No.
1: Th- yeah. We did a shoot I'm... with this other makeup artist. And the girl literally dipped in under the water and you know they had the GoPro thing following her. And she came up and like had it and had to continue on with the with the shot. Yeah. So there was no time for a touch up. And every time, no makeup transfer, it was pretty stunning.
0: That's amazing. I oh my God. I want to be sent that picture once we're done off the phone. I'm like, I need to see a visual of that photo shoot. Um and Okay, so to kind of go into some, like, debunking makeup things as we kind of get into contour, um, can you give me your opinions on contour and how, like you were saying, like, it is so personal and different for everyone and how someone should kind of try and apply that for themselves?
1: Yeah, so, like, with contouring, it's, you know, the main purpose of contouring is to change the shape of the face. We're trying to create an illusion that is different. And ideally, in the past, you know, the oval shape of the face was the ideal beauty. That was what is proportionate. And so that's what we always strive to create with contouring. So if you naturally have a more oval face and you're already somewhat proportionate to your eyes, nose, all those things, there's no need for that much contouring, right? Now, if you have someone with fuller cheeks and you want to narrow them down, then there's a need for contouring. So I think just your need for it, right? There's clients that I skip skip it completely because they naturally have, you know, the divot in and they don't need it. Um, and there's some clients who I go in a little heavier for, and you don't realize it because they need it. Right. You're now not noticing it. So I think if you're someone when you're doing contouring, you're like, I see it. Like, it's like, I'm doing the steps, but I I still see a line. You're probably doing a little too much. It might not be the placement. It might just be too much because you don't need that. Okay. And so my general rule of thumb with contouring is if you follow your natural cheek and above like where right above your top teeth row, essentially. Okay. So start at your ear, and then you're going to follow it all the way in. And the moment you feel the hollow, yeah. so if you open your mouth and you can feel your your jaw, essentially, mm-hmm. that's where your contour should stop on you. Okay. You should never get past to that because oh. that is the natural hollow of your face.
0: All right, let me try that. Oh, I like that tip. Okay.
1: So it's really simple, and it's, just, it's literally just following where your bones would go.
0: I feel like already, I, I didn't blend it out yet, but already right. I feel like that Hold in without looking like I have a whole line on my face because that's how I was feeling. I'm like I felt like, do I need it? Do I not? But like, I feel a little bit more. I
1: mean, it's just a subtle difference. And gosh, that product blended out so nice. What was that?
0: Um, it's the Fenty Cream Contour because it's the only contour that's like my color. It's like more of a gray base instead of these like orangey kind of like bronzy bases. And I know it blends. I feel like the cream is really what helped it blend out too after i just did I'm that i
1: was you, like the, the base really just it makes everything like butter i swear it does all right let
0: me do the other cheek i love this and then do you have and me then to-
1: you do that you do that next step always going up i think there you know there's a few trends on tiktok that i've seen of you know going downward which again yeah. if that's the shape that you want to create cuz remember when we're contouring we are literally changing the shape of our face so going downward is always going to create a more for lack of better words a stronger masculine effect and typically, that's why you see these, you know, movie stars, these male movie stars have these strong jawlines. It's very, you know, pronounced and strong there. It's because they naturally either have that or it's an added contour to create that. And that's why on women or even drag queens that perform, they really emphasize everything going upward because they're counteracting our the masculine jawline that goes downward.
0: Okay. I love that explanation because like you said, I've been seeing, it's just so overwhelming just on TikTok, even being a creator, seeing go down, go up, put it all the way right. down your face. Don't, but it, I just love hearing your take on it and it is just so personal. And mm-hmm. I love the technique of following your own bone structure instead of telling you, no, go, go over here and then blend it up or blend it out. Like it's right. up to you and what look that you want. Um, I feel like another, and that's the
1: thing it's yeah. makeup, right? Like makeup yeah. is supposed to be fun and there's no right or wrong way to do it. Right. Just know that when doing those things, the effects are going to be different. So if you want to achieve that more lifted upward effect, you know, let's say like the Kim K aesthetic, everything's going to be more upward, 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 upward. And then there are the more, um, I forget what the trend is called that everyone's getting that surgery right now. The little, oh my God, the the buckle,
0: fat buckle. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
1: that is going to be a little bit more on the masculine side. It's going to do that more downward contour. So again, it's all about what you want. There's no right or wrong way, but.
0: Yeah, no placement is key. And that just, it transformed my whole like face and cheekbone. So I'm excited to take this technique with me um and do you have any other techniques that you see that you're like oh I wish people wouldn't do this or any other like things you want to debunk
1: mm, for makeup beginners? I, I see things um let's see the baking um yes. I, I I do I love a bake don't get me wrong but I think again just with primers and contouring and ev- just everything in makeup there's a time and a place for it yeah I don't think if you're going to the market or if you're going just to your normal every day that baking is necessary, it would make your makeup last longer absolutely it's, you know, proven that it will but it's not going to make it last that much longer right a nice press like mineral powder like the Kosas will set makeup really beautifully and it actually lasts really nice throughout the day and. Since it is a mineral product, throughout the day it actually emoliates and you never notice the textures or the separation like you would in like a a loose powder that's been baked in.
0: Yes. Yes. I think that there's a time and a place for baking. And not to keep mentioning TikTok, but when I see it, it's like, okay, this is so cute and the makeup looks so great. But then like you said, if I'm going to market basket on a Tuesday and my my baking powder is just separating and looking not cute, like there's a time and a place. Like if you're in front of cameras or doing it like for an event, I think it's necessary or for photo Absolutely. shoots. But um, I think pressed powders are kind of underrated. I feel like everyone's like, no, bake, bake, bake. I'm like, the pressed powders are good too. We can't forget those. Honestly. Right. And you can
1: still bake with the pressed powder. Don't get me yep. wrong. There's um, the little beauty blender puffs that look like the, the. Um, it's not the blender, it's the puff. Yep. That if you rub it into like a pressed powder, and set it with that it does beautiful 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 things
0: (laughs) I love that um so since I feel like you just have such great tips for beginners in makeup um I want to hear your start in makeup and kind of how this all started for you like if you have like a first memory of makeup and how you got into this as a career
1: Oh, wow. Um, my first memory for makeup is always my grandma. She's like, was always ready, like even to this day. And like my grandparents live out in the country. So like their closest neighbor is, you know, not that close. The city is like 30 minutes away. And so she, but she was always ready. Like no matter what she would get up with my grandpa and she gets ready and hair is done, makeup's done. And so for me, that was my first memory with makeup is that, um, and then I never really knew if I wanted to be a makeup artist. I went to school for business and marketing. Um, and then I always loved Halloween. That was always like a vibe. I always loved like yep. doing some kind of elaborate costume. i drama. So I always do elaborates. Um, but then after that, I started going out and I started seeing drag queens. And I was like amazed what makeup could do. I'm like, there's, it's so transformative, but also like so empowering and they feel so amazing and then I was like, people do this, like people do people's makeup. And so took a class and then 10 years later, here we are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, lo- I love that story of how you were saying about your grandma just always being ready. Cause I can relate like my grandma, my mom, like, I feel like when you have those examples, it's kind of hard not to kind of go in the direction of beauty. Cause you're like, oh my God, like you're just always ready. You're just on it. Um, I think that's interesting that you said you went to school for business and you said marketing. Yeah. Have you ever kind of brought in anything that you learned from that into your career as makeup
1: artist for sure especially with like social media and the boom of that I feel like it helped me a lot in understanding what it meant to market yourself what it meant and like understanding like it's funny like when I write out emails or like proposals to brands it's or even to clients like when I want to have a new client I go back to my business plan writing you know structure of like this is what I want to achieve. This is how I can help you. You know, it's so it's, I pulled a lot from that, which I think helps me as far as running my own business. Cause as a makeup artist, you have to understand that you, you are a business, right? We, we have to run, we have to make money. It's all fun and games and pretty, but
0: no, but no one talks about that side. And I love how you're saying that you, you should look at yourself as a business because you are a business. And if you're working with these client clients and high-end jobs and stuff that you want to be able to Just express your talents in a great way. Right. Um, But I was reading an interview that you did. So you went to business school. Did you go to beauty school?
1: Um, So I went to an online school, actually. So I went to this online school called QC Makeup Academy. that was based in Toronto. And the main reason I went to that was I was like, I don't want to like invest too, too much yet. Like, I'm like, I kind of want to do it. But I was like living in Sacramento at the time. I'm like, I don't know what, you know what I'm really going to do. Yeah. So I did it. It was like, I think it was like 1200 bucks for this like full course. And it was all online. I had to submit everything via video chat or um, photos. And, but it taught just like the basics, like color theory, sanitation, face structure, you know, very, very basic things. But it was great. And my instructor I'm still friends with on Facebook is so nice and so supportive even now and comments on things. And that's cool.
0: That's interesting because I feel like a lot of times when people want to pursue being a makeup artist, they think you have to go to the physical stu- school and do all of that work. So it's just interesting that you can do it online and just get what you need and then kind of teach yourself the rest. Um, how did you? Yeah, it's, yeah. Great. yeah. Yes. it's great
1: because, sorry, it's um no, go. because it's super, it's an industry that is really can be self-taught, but you can learn from so many people. And that's where I like, Oh, a lot of my talents from is my my mentors and people I assisted Yeah, because I did try after that when I did move to LA I was like let me try to go to esthetician school or cosmo school right let me and I dropped out i a beauty school dropout I'm like I, I don't want to <laughs> do facials like this is so scary um and I definitely didn't want to do hair so
0: no I don't believe it. I think it's I think it's important though that you said that because I think you really found your place and what you wanted to do in this industry I think it's just so broad that people just think like, okay, I'm just going to go to decision school and then pick up all these things. And then it gets confusing. And I feel like you can kind of get lost. Um, yes. what are your kind of tips on kind of finding your way in this industry and finding what you like, what you don't like, um, and kind of your experiences? Hmm.
1: I would say try everything. That's definitely what I did. Like at the beginning I was doing photo shoots, short films. Like, I mean, I was saying yes to everything and doing everything. And then I worked in retail for, you know, for, for a, a while with Mac and make it forever, but um, try everything and see what you really like, but know that if you really want to like, I don't want to say make it. Cause like, yeah. every, you know, like it's a weird gauge, but if you really want to like dominate something, like find one thing that you really enjoy and just like tackle it because trying to do everything is just way too hard. Yeah. And you you're you you can not be a jack of all trades and what is it the ruler of none
0: yeah yeah, um,
1: yeah. something like that so and so yeah so I, I started <clears throat> noticing that throughout my career because I'm like I'm not I'm not big anywhere yet or not big but I'm like I feel like I haven't like made it but I'm like going everywhere and so I finally tapped in with music and doing personal clients and that's really where I like found my niche and I love the contrast I have you know, my stay at home moms who just want to go to dinner. And I, those are like my weekly clients. And then I have, you know, my influencers and my musicians who take me to crazy cool events and experiences. So it's a great thing.
0: I think that's awesome. And um, I love how you just really like narrowed in on what you wanted to do. And I think it's a great example of saying like, if you are passionate about something, just hone in on it and go deep and it will, it will pay off. Um, So I feel like it kind of leads me into my no question, which I just love to ask everyone. Um, You know, if someone tells you no, you're talking to the wrong person. And I think finding your place in an industry can be really hard. So have you ever experienced any no's that you're glad you never listened to?
1: Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like all the (laughs) all the agencies that I, you know, I mean, obviously, looking back now, it was definitely premature to be emailing agencies at that time, you know, with my with my line of work at that time but still it's like if i would have listened back then and been told that like i'm not ready or like I'm whatever and i would have been like oh okay they said no i wouldn't be here and i wouldn't have got to do some of the amazing things and have an amazing manager now that i have so everything happens for a reason and again never take no for an answer especially if you really really are passionate about it you know i we all have self doubts or doubts we all have those thoughts of like, you know, am I really doing the right thing? Should I have listened to that? No. And it's like, your heart will always tell you, like, if you really want to do it, it'll all work out.
0: I totally agree with that. I love that answer. Um, And I definitely wanted to go into kind of like the self doubt of it all. Cause I think people really don't talk about that and don't say like, I'm on this journey. And I feel like by the end of it, everyone's like, oh, I worked hard or it was great. But at the same time, there yeah. are those like, self doubt moments um how did you kind of get through those and what is your advice for someone going through that
1: We're definitely still learning. Yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. Still, definitely, you know, you learn <laughs> with it all but yeah, it's weird. It's a weird industry to be in sometimes. You know, you you get to do these really amazing things and you're always, you know, giving, giving, giving and then, you know, you come home and it's kind of like you're empty and you've just like experienced all these things which is really amazing and you We're able to give so much to other people but you know there's that moment of low that comes from it but you have to be so excited that you brought so much joy to people and like that's what you gave and so and with like the self-doubt part of it all you just you have to just not compare yourself to others not think that oh i'm not doing the right thing look at they're doing so much better especially with social media i'm always i mean today even you know you see posts and you're like damn i wanted to do that but then i have to remember like You just did something really amazing and really cool that someone else is probably looking up saying, I wish I did that. So just being grateful for where you are and not comparing yourself.
0: Yeah, no, I think that, I think that's a great tip of just being like when you're in that moment of like, Oh, I wish I could have done that. Or I wish I did that. Like think of all the things that you did do and you have done. And I think it kind of resets you, but I think it's a really interesting point that you mentioned um, about feeling drained. And I think I was a makeup. I, I wasn't a professional makeup artist, but I would help my mom a lot when she do, um, she does wedding, weddings, photo shoots and stuff like that. So I would assist her on bridesmaids and stuff. And it's so true. You feel so drained after doing makeup for people. It's just, it's just so much energy with speaking, getting to know them, doing all the effort of the makeup. So how do you kind of like reset yourself? Cause I feel like at the level that you're at, it can be, it probably can be incredibly draining.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I like went into that with your last question. I was like, wait, that's not really what she was asking, but, no, but it um, worked. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, music is something that really helps me personally. I've always been a big music person. So I always kind of like zone out, put on some good tunes and really just try and like, let it all kind of like wash away. Cause at the end of the day, as much as you connect with your clients, they're your friends, right? Like some of them are like almost family, but at the end of the day, these events are theirs, not yours. So you have to kind of let it go and it's okay, right? It's okay that you're not still a part of it. It's okay that you left it and you did your part and that's okay. Yeah. But you get this weird, like almost imposter syndrome, right? Like, wait, but I'm here at this like amazing thing and like a part of this life. But then, you know, it feels like you get the boot, but you don't. But it's like, <laughs> but now I'm just home and
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: eating my cup of noodles.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, right. I, I never thought of it like that because like when I would just do the weddings, it's kind of like you leave, you're like, oh okay, like I want to right. come, but, um, no, I just think that's an interesting perspective because I never, I feel like people don't really talk about that. So I'm glad yeah, you brought you that Yeah, because you get up. so
1: attached. And I think like with clients, at least mine, and I think yeah. that's something really special is I'm really close to a lot of my clients and they're long-term. And so, yeah, it's, it's special, but you do feel drained sometimes when you come home from giving, giving, giving.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. Giving, 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 you just have to reset and just like recharge. I always need that time. Um, before I go on, should we talk about brows for a second? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So lead the way.
1: So with brows, I'm not going to fill in any too much. Cause I just have, I just got them done. Like yeah. shout out to the brow ladies today. They're really killing it out there.
0: <laughs> we love them.
1: Um, but with brows, what I like to do, and it's like a trick that I do. Do I have a little spoolie right here? is comb the brush hairs down okay first and i with brows they should always again start you know right here with your nose if you take your pencil and that should always be where the front of your brow starts okay and then if we were to tilt it while we're looking straight ahead wherever the pupil is that's where our highest point should be so our highest point should never pass that
0: and eyebrow lady
1: on point. <laughs> <laughs> and then same with our little tail. It should never pass our eyelid, essentially, or our, the end of our eye. Sorry. Okay.
0: Cool. I never think to do this on myself. Like, I always see this technique, and I'm like, why have I not done this when I fill in my own eyebrows? Like, if
1: you're weird. someone, like, new or someone just struggling with brows, like, this is just, it's so quick and easy. And even if, honestly, you're a starting professional makeup artist, and you still don't feel like super confident with going just in with the brows do it really quick like honestly at the end of the day you're the professional own the moment no one's going to question your technique i promise yeah and if they do they're questioning it because they want to know it they're not questioning it because what you're doing so
0: period i love that <laughs> oh my god that is so good so true though like absolutely just want to know the technique yeah. Mm-hmm. yep yeah. and okay so i marked my eyebrows
1: Mark the eyebrows, and so with the tail end, the highest point, brush down. I always like brushing it down. Reason being is you can really see in where you need the product, right? Okay. And doing this, it's going to allow you not to go too high above your arch because I don't know. Sometimes I definitely end up with too high of an arch. I'm like, ooh, yeah. we're really <laughs> today. Yeah. Yes. so by doing that, you're you're never going to go above where your natural hairs are growing, and you can really get the product nice and in there. Okay. And then once you brush it up. It's going to allow you to see if you need more or if it filled in nicely.
0: I feel like that is so much easier than what.
1: Yeah, the brush down trick that I was taught years ago by this amazing makeup artist, Julianne Kaye, it like it's I've I've never done brows the same since then.
0: Oh, and then when like, even if like a brow falls out of place, it doesn't look like you have a hole in your eyebrow. You know what I mean? Sometimes my eyebrows will fall and I'm like, oh you can see oh my what's God, really the worst, there <laughs> then it's like a
1: bald patch and then you have a hair down here
0: and then like what's going on i'm like i, I don't want i don't know <laughs> i can't even tell you it looks
1: like you know. need your brows then it's yeah it's, not, it's a mess it's but like not cute the brush down is a great great hack to really get in there and, and just then, get the product more dispersed
0: yes so then what's your tip for the front of the brows because i feel like some people get confused with that or go a little too heavy
1: front of the brows always do upward simple strokes never draw lines diagonally ah. or is that diagonally? horizontally <laughs>
0: <laughs> whatever way it is <laughs> don't draw the lines
1: <laughs> she's pretty not smart i'm sorry <laughs> so we're gonna go in a horizontal way or not in a horizontal way always vertical vertical yeah. um and the reason being is because at the front of the brows the hairs are naturally growing upward if we draw it slanted we're instantly going to create a very harsh shadow that's going that way
0: yes okay remember, i feel we like my want fate, up. we want everything we want everything look lifted like now my, mm-hmm. the front of my brows look like I, like you said, I always do the line and I think it blends out, but it really doesn't. That looks so much more natural than mm-hmm. just filling in with no strategy. Okay. Yeah. Do and like
1: doing, doing that line again, it's, it goes even back to the contouring trick and just the real basics of makeup and shadows. And when doing placement of things, it's going to cast a shadow. So if we do it that way, it's immediately casting a shadow downward. Mm-hmm. which we don't want it's going to create a shadow on the eye it's going to just droop things going up is always going to be the rule of thumb I
0: mean, we look younger barely. we
1: look more awake when it's up everything's up up up
0: yes yes what what else do you do up like where do you go for like blush like can we talk about blush for a second because i oh, feel yeah. like that's been confusing the can i
1: grab a blush really quick yes
0: yes oh, i wish i brought Blushed one <laughs>
1: So, I just got these Jeffree Star blushes, actually, and I've never used liquid blushes.
0: Okay. I
1: know I'm, like, late to the game, but I'm just such a cream person and I'm powder blush r- person. Yeah,
0: I'm with you. Okay.
1: Um, But, so, with blush, I've been obsessed with the liquid blushes now, obviously. Oh, but, so, I take a little bit on here. Okay. But as far as placement goes, questions, stick to the questions, Michael. Stay focused. Um, <laughs> so, as far as placement goes, I always like going much higher. I know before we used to do smile and apples of the cheeks, but once we smile and place that, we drop it, right? So now all of a sudden, our blush is way down here. It's not doing the lift that we wanted. So instead, don't smile. We're going to create the smile naturally.
0: Okay.
1: And so with that, we're going to go very high above. Again, following your natural cheek. So kind of feeling where that bone structure is.
0: Okay. And
1: so where your contour was just go right above that
0: okay i'm gonna use a little bronzer just to just to- and you're just
1: gonna blend that all the way up into the hairline
0: oh okay yes oh see i wish i had a pink because i love how like airbrushed it looks it's all just connected to your like obviously you not concealer on but like your concealer your contour. you know it what i mean it just goes i love that and you said into and the that's the hair thing line?
1: if we're if our purpose with our makeup is to be you know just that natural very you know from within kind of look yeah these are the techniques you're going to want to use very lifted very up again placement is very purposeful or needs to be very purposeful so
0: it's just something that's never talked about i think we have so many products that we talk about brands that we talk about but we never talk about techniques and right i i'm loving this because i feel like i needed like a, a new little lesson like
1: oh i'm so glad you it's like it so
0: of course i like it um, and then no. another little trick Dust. with whatever's
1: left on your brush that I like to do yeah. um, is just dusting it on the temples. Okay. And this is just going to create a very nice monochromatic look throughout the skin, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of blend the bronzer whatever you have together. And again, because it because yeah. when we have placements of color on the face that are. Um, uneven right because like when we do our foundation we do our bases we have now taken out all the redness taken out everything we're now one color so we have to bring back those dimensions with blush and bronzer um so I like to even it out all over because naturally if we just have blush here it's just gonna it doesn't look natural right no one's just naturally blushing here <laughs> and like perfect you know so it's yes you kind of morph it all together
0: yeah no because just looking at you like just that one cheek it just it looks like it just straight on it looks like you it doesn't look like you yeah. even have blush so I just I love that Amazing! Yay! Yeah, of course, yay! Um, We
1: love when things work out. (laughs) Yeah,
0: right. (laughs) We love when it's easy, because makeup should be easy. And I feel like they just make it so complicated sometimes. Like it's just. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be. Um.
1: And don't get me wrong. If you are someone who loves to play and like be, you know, creative and do all that, do your thing. Makeup is meant to be fun. And another thing I was told when I was first starting was, you know, makeup is making it up as you go, and so you know, have fun with it. But if you're someone who wants simple, who wants simplicity and just like doesn't get all the crazy techniques that are out there, this is pretty bulletproof.
0: Yes. Yes. This is for you. And it's just, it's yeah, it's foolproof. I feel like just yeah, by following, thank you because of you, it, it just, I don't know. I just feel like it's just better to follow your face and go by that map instead of this person bought this, this person bought that, like go with what mm-hmm. you know. And it goes beyond makeup, obviously. Um, and I was also going to mention, since you said, like, it's just so fun to play with makeup. And I think it's like the best form of self-expression. What is your advice for someone who wants to start buying products? Because I think a lot of people have comments, even on my videos, like, how do you feel about the price increase of makeup? And do you want to kind of talk about like how you don't need to go to Sephora or do you feel like you need to go to Sephora? That kind of thing? Yeah.
1: Honestly, there's so much good makeup out there at every price point now. Um, so don't feel like you have to have, you know, the name brand or even the expensive brand because the price really doesn't matter. I mean, you're gonna get obviously most of the time a higher quality of the ingredient, but 99% of the time, most of these products have the same exact things in them. It's just the quality, you know, same thing from buying the name brand milk or the, you know, store brand milk, it's both milk. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I think that's a great comparison. <laughs> Because I feel like we're, like, we're all influenced. If we see the Fenty Gloss Bomb, like, we want that. or I mean, that is Absolutely. iconic. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, Elf will do the same thing. Or So I think it is important right. to know that it's not about the name brand. It's just about having fun. and
1: Right. And what to works, w- to, to be works. honest, if it works for you, there's no, like, I have so many clients and they'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's a, you know, Maybelline whatever. Or, I mean, I don't even know what brand they say. Yeah. And I'm like, it works. Like, what is it? Like there's no problem if it is a dollar or two hundred dollars. If it works for you, it works for you. Yeah.
0: No, absolutely. I think that's just important to know, especially with so many like younger people going on TikTok and just social media in general. Like just use what works. Um and do you want to kind of end on any advice you wanna give someone who is starting out as a makeup artist or just in general in makeup?
1: Um advice. Just have fun, honestly, like just have fun with it. And if you're starting, say yes at the beginning, but know when it's time to start saying no to things and you'll know when it's time, but usually it's when you're trying to hone in on one of those paths within this big, big, vast industry that we have.
0: Yeah. No, I think it's important as much as to never accept a no, but sometimes you have to give a no. So I think that's Mm -hmm. good advice. Well, it was amazing getting ready with you and I'm like snatched and glowing and now I need to like go somewhere. Um, Seriously, you're into for the coffee
1: run now. I've, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'll get another one. But thank you so much. It was amazing getting to know you. And I'm so excited to thank see you all you guys. Thank so you
1: guys so much for having me. I cannot wait to do this again and see you in person.
0: Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, next time we'll be in person and we'll actually like fully glam. I love I it. I love that. All right. Well, have a good rest of your day and we'll talk later.
1: Thank you. Bye. Bye.